of Jesus. Let faith arise, let faith arise, let faith arise in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Oh, we behold Jesus even as he sees us in him. Thank you for the blessings in your word. We receive it with grace. We receive it with meekness. In Jesus' name, our minds are renewed. In the name of Jesus, darkness is dispelled. Light comes and shines into our hearts. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for questions that are answered. Thank you, Father, for solutions that come. Thank you, Father, for the power in your word. Does us good tonight. In the name of Jesus. Sweet Spirit of God, have your will in this place. Teach us. Teach us, teach us the word of God uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, and our hearts will be glad uh, as we receive it uh, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. So once again, please call everyone, uh, call church members, uh, members of your team, uh, brethren uh, who are not in any team, uh, members of the church, please call them. Uh, Send them messages. Uh, let them join us. Uh, we are about uh, to hit the ground running. Hallelujah. In our study. Praise God. Uh, uh, we started looking at studying uh, the book of First Peter. Okay. Like I said to us last week, every year uh, uh, we want, we're going to be studying a book of the Bible. Okay, once in a year, they will go through in our course of Bible studies. Last year, we studied the book of Colossians. This year, we are going to study the book of First Peter. Okay, so we are going to be concentrating every year majorly on the epistles. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. So, so last week we started with First Peter, and we saw in the introduction that the, speed, the book was written by Peter the Apostle, okay, who happens to be the head, you know, somewhat Jesus made him to lead, the leader of the apostles, okay, and uh, he, he wrote this uh, to Jews, uh, to Christian Jews and Gentiles, okay, by Gentiles, I mean those who are non-Jews, okay, but they were all Christians scattered in various parts uh, of Asia Minor at the time. And uh, he wrote this book uh, in the period when the church was encountering a lot of persecution, okay? A lot of persecution for the gospel sake. Jesus had already warned them anyway. He had already told them that in this, he said in this world, they will have persecution. Some men are going to come against them, you know, because of, of the gospel. So Peter, in the midst of this trouble, in the midst of this hardship, you know, in the I mean, they 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 under they, they went through grief, you know, they went through grief. In verse 6, he said, he said, Wherein you greatly rejoice now for it, even though now for a season, if we be you are in a heaviness through manifold temptations. Okay, so so they, these were Christians who were experiencing physical grief 
and emotional grief because of their gospel stand. Hallelujah. Because of their gospel stand. See, listen to me. What did Peter tell them to do? Peter said, even in the midst of that turmoil, that they can still rejoice. In fact, they should rejoice. And so began to share with them uh, the reason why they can rejoice. Hallelujah. You know, in this part of the world, in this part, in this part of Nigeria, where I mean, religious freedom is, 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 is unlike in the north. Northern part of Nigeria, where you know people, Christians are under heavy persecutions. You know, if we can be instructed to rejoice when our faith is being tried, Amen. Through persecution, then when our faith is being tried because of environmental circumstances and situations, amen, that don't seem to favor us, okay, we can also rejoice. Hallelujah. Because the source of our, the primary source of our rejoicing is in the salvation that we have received. So Peter began to tell them that, you know, that they were the elect about, according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, I explained all that next, last week. And he began to also share with them that come the enormity, the, 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 the greatness of their salvation. This salvation experience that we have is not something that is to be toyed with. It's not something that should be taken lightly. Amen. Praise the Lord. You've got to cherish your salvation. You know, you've got to cherish your salvation. Christians have got to cherish your, you, your believer. Don't be like Cain, who for a morsel of meat threw away his inheritance. The Bible says that we have an inheritance. Hallelujah. In the heavens. Okay. Undefiled. That does not fade. Reserved in heaven for us. Listen. Making compromises is like Acting like Cain. Making compromises of your faith because of temporary things. Paul Peter says that actually in verse 7, that the trial of your faith is more precious than gold. Gold is something that we all desire. Gold stands for physical you know, material things, okay? <laughs> I was listening to one, one pastor, you know, over the internet, uh, so a post that someone made, and the guy said the reason why he has a large congregation, and he said the reason why a lot of you are here is because of money. <laughs> it was so bold. He said, he said the reason why a lot of you are here, I know is because of money. That many of you that are here, that are here, if you had money, bro, you would not be in your house. I mean, you'll be in your house, you'll sit here on the bed, still sleeping. And you know what? A lot of times, financial challenges and other challenges of life, what drives a lot of people to church? But you see, 
the salvation experience must, our knowledge and appreciation of that salvation experience must transcend that. It must go beyond that. Because gold, the Bible says that gold perishes. But the faith that you and I have in Christ Jesus, it says that it will be, it will be found on the praise and glory and honor at the appearing of Jesus Christ. So with that, this our faith that should never perish. We have a never perishing faith because we have a never perishing salvation. We don't have a temporary salvation. We have an eternal security in Christ Jesus by virtue of the salvation that you and I have. Hallelujah. So Peter is pumping up the faith of these guys. He's saying that, hey, you guys, uh, you don't think uh, you might be, you might be, you might be the scum of the world. You might have to face a lot of challenges. Uh, people may, may deny you of your rights. Uh, amen. Uh, hallelujah. You, you, uh, uh, things that are due you, people may deny you of it. Uh, people may even you may even fall out of favor because of your faith stand. Hallelujah. But he says, guys, you have something that is bigger than that. Said all those things will come and they will perish, which means that they are temporal in nature. Glory to God. This is the way Paul puts it. He said, while we look not at the things that are temporal, amen, while we look not at the things that are temporary, temporary, that is, they are subject to change. Child of God, whatever it is you're going through today is subject to change. Hallelujah. But we have something that is not subject to change. It is, it is the eternal salvation that we have in Christ Jesus. He says that that salvation has brought us an inheritance that is, Peter did, he did enumerate on what the inheritance is, but it tells us one of the characteristics of this inheritance in Christ Jesus is that it never fades. It is reserved in heaven for us. God says, well, uh, uh, let, well let, let heaven keep itself. Let that one is kept in heaven, but this one that is on earth. <laughs> Glory to God. Listen to me. No matter how long you live on earth, it is still very, very minute. It is still temporary. Oh, someone lived 70 years. Oh, yeah, I've lived for 70 years on earth. Oh, I've lived for 80 years. I've lived for 90. I've lived for 100. It is still infinitesimally smaller compared to eternity. What you have, in the, in Peter calls it the hope. It's our faith and it's our hope. Glory to God. And so because, because of the salvation that we have received, right, it, sometimes it goes through trials of our faith. So in verse 7, in verse 8, he says that, that even though in the midst of this trial of our faith, he said, we have not seen Jesus. We have not seen him physically. I mean, Jesus came 2,000 years ago. You know, we haven't seen him. Even though we have not seen him, yet we love him. Glory to God. Hallelujah. One of the products of your faith in Christ Jesus is love. You love him. John said, we love him 
because he first loved us. Listen, nothing you must get to a place in your faith walk, in your walk with the Lord, where nothing, 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 absolutely nothing, hallelujah, will affect your faith in him. You will affect the depth of your love for him or will diminish the depth of your love for him. You love him because he first loved you. How did he love you? He loved you through the through by by through the source. He showed his love by giving his life for us. Hallelujah. And paying the price for our salvation and delivering it to us by grace through faith. Hallelujah. Praise God. And so because even though we haven't seen him, we can therefore rejoice. We can still rejoice. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I told you the story of my friend, my, my classmate my, uh, that, 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 that went home to be with the Lord June 1st this month, you know, uh, uh, this year. And uh, uh, they sent us, uh, one of our classmates sent us a video of his on his 50th birthday last year, when uh, last year, October, thereabout when he was worshiping the Lord, even though he was ill, he had a terminal disease. So I said, well, why didn't the Lord heal him? That's not the issue here. Praise God. By whether we live or die, Jesus will be glorified in our lives. Amen. Hallelujah. He was still worshiping God that morning of his, of his birthday. He was still worshiping God, thanking God. In fact, he was, he was saying, I am glad I'm going to heaven. He sang that old song. Oh, praise the Lord. He took my sins away to qualify. I am glad I'm going to heaven. Thank you for sparing my life. Thank you for making me to see this day. That is joy unspeakable. Joy that People, they don't understand why are you being joyful <laughs> when you're in the midst of this tragic, this situation that's about to take your life. Hallelujah. That's about to take your life. But we're going to see, as we read on, Peter said, he said, he quoted Isaiah chapter 40, and uh, 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 Isaiah chapter 40, he, verse 8. Praise God. He quoted it in verse 24. He says, all flesh is as grass and all the glory of man as the flower of the grass. The grass withers and the flower therefore thereof falls away. Amen. It says all flesh is as grass. All flesh. All flesh. Yeah, someone says, Pastor, are you discouraging us from long life? Oh, no, I'm not discouraging us from long life. But the word of God says with long life, it will satisfy us and show us his salvation. But you see, at the end of the day, all flesh is as grass. Today is and is. Tomorrow it fades and goes away. No matter how much we enjoy long life, we are also going to leave this place one day and we're going to put off this mortal body and take up immortality. Hallelujah. That is the hope or the inheritance that has been kept reserved for us that we are waiting for. Glory to God. 
Paul said that, oh, I owe that I might be clothed, <laughs> not with this mortal body, but with the one that has already been prepared for me. He said, oh, I, I wish to be clothed. <laughs> he said, uh, for me to live is Christ to die is good. He said, well, which one is better? You know, I mean, for, to be with Christ is much better. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So whether... Well, so, so even, even though we, we want to live long here to fulfill God's purpose and plans for our lives, uh, praise God, uh, we must never lose sight of the fact that there's something better. Praise God. And that will be the source of our joy. That's the source of our joy. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. When the devil comes against me and hits me, I say, well, praise God. And <laughs> which way you lose. Hallelujah. By the sight of Jesus, I'm healed mortality is going to be swallowed up. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. That's why you see, you don't castigate or, 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 or criticize Christian folks who don't believe like you believe. Hallelujah. Who don't believe in, in healing like you believe. You know, read the other last week, oh, that a particular denomination you know, in their annual synod, they 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 they, 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 they declared that oh, they don't love, they don't believe in divine healing, they don't believe in prosperity, they don't believe in all those stuff. You know, but they are still our brethren. Praise God, Amen. The salvation that they have is as genuine as the salvation that you and I have. Praise God, Hallelujah. So we and we stopped at verse nine. Last week, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your soul. Now, let's continue. He says, uh, he talks about, remember, he's still talking about this salvation, making them to understand that what they have is precious. In Second Peter chapter 1, he calls it, he, 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 said, he, he said, those who have obtained a like precious faith with us. Through the righteousness of God and of our Savior Jesus Christ. That's Second Peter chapter 1, verse 1. So it's a precious faith. And it begins, he, he, he continues to tell us about this salvation, that this salvation is so precious. Said that this, that the prophets of old, the prophets of old have inquired to search diligently about this salvation even though they prophesied of the grace that should come to you. They prophesied about this salvation. Isaiah prophesied about it. Jeremiah prophesied about it. Uh, the prophets of old, they prophesied about it. Abraham, Jesus Christ said, uh, Abraham, your father, rejoiced to see my day. <laughs> and he saw it and he was glad. You know, the Bible says that this, all, it said all these folks are, they died in faith, not having not received the promises, for they without us could not be made complete. Yeah, Hebrews chapter 11, they all died in faith. Hallelujah. Waiting for this salvation. Look at, look at, look at Hebrews, that's Hebrews chapter 11. Look at uh, 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 Hebrews chapter 11. By faith, talking about Abraham. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He said, uh, he, he talked about Abraham. He said, by faith, Abraham went, verse 17, uh, by faith, 
Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, right? And he, and he that had received the promises offered his only begotten son. Okay? So uh, Abraham had received by faith. Look at verse, 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 uh, uh, verse 8. Abraham, when he was called to go out by faith, went out into, he said, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance obeyed, and he went out not knowing where to go by faith, he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. Look at verse 10. For he looked for a city which had foundations whose builder and maker is God. He said he looked for a city. Of course, that couldn't have been Canaan, physical Canaan, because physical Canaan, I mean, was already there. Hallelujah. This was talking about the new creation experience. He said that was what he was looking for. He was looking forward to it. Praise God. He was looking forward to it. And Peter now says that this prophet, remember Abraham was a prophet. I could imagine when I, Isaiah was prophesying about Jesus. When he says this, unto us his son is, uh, 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 he says, uh, talking about the virgin, that the virgin shall conceive. I'm sure when he himself saying, if he should go back and try to remember, a virgin should remember, how is that going to happen? You know, but the Bible says that it was the spirit of Christ, which was in them, verse 11, first Peter chapter 1, that signified and testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow. So they testified of the sufferings of Christ. Has Christ come? Yes, he has come. Has Christ suffered? Yes, he has suffered. And the glory that should follow. So there is a glory. This There is a glory. Salvation is the glory that should follow. Woo! Glory to God. The Bible calls your salvation glorious. Amen. The sufferings of Christ, First Corinthians chapter 15. First Corinthians 15. The sufferings of Christ. What did it bring? Look at what Paul said. He said that concerning three, uh, verse three, concerning our salvation. He said, for I delivered unto you, okay, of all that which, first of all, that which I also received, how Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. Let me, let me say this one side. See, the scriptures obviously are referring to Genesis to Malachi. So which means that the gospel is, can be found there. When Philip went to Samaria, the Bible said he preached Christ unto them. Which scriptures did he use? Amen. Genesis. Of course, Matthew to Revelation had not been written at that time. So we can actually study the scriptures, the Old Testament, and find Christ there. Christ runs through it from Genesis to Malachi. If not rules and regulations. Hallelujah. Christ runs. So when you read your Old Testament, amen, you, you should read it in the light of redemption. You should read it in the light of Christ. It's not just a, it is not a, just a moral, moral instruction book. No. 
It's a revelation of Christ. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he says, he said that he was buried and he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Did you see that? So that so Jesus talked about uh, look at it, Luke chapter 24. Luke 24, verse 25. Luke 24, verse 25. He says uh, to them, said unto them, O slow, O fools, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets had spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and uh, to do what? To enter into his glory. Did you see that? Christ suffered. So what did the prophets teach? The sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow. So the suffering of Christ led into the glory of Christ. What is the glory of Christ? Praise God. What is the glory of Christ? The glory of a thing is displayed in what it can bring out. We have the glory of the sun. What's the glory of, what makes the sun glorious? What it does. Hallelujah. What makes the moon glorious? What it does. When you say, oh, the, what is the glory of um, the fastest man in the world now? What's his name? This guy. Usain Bolt. Yeah, thank you. The fact, what is the glory of Usain Bolt? Usain Bolt without uh, his, uh, his running ability, his, there is no glory in him. Why do we say, wow, what is the glory of Usain Bolt? That he's the fastest 100 meters runner in the world. Hallelujah. So your glory is in what you can, what's the, what's the glory the, of, of, of a diamond? It's, 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 the, it's in the quality of the diamond compared to other stones. Praise God. So the quality of the glory of a thing is in what it can produce, what it can bring out. So the glory of Jesus is not the sun, the moons, and the stars. That's not the glory of Jesus. That's not the glory of God. So, well, the heavens declare the glory of God, the firmament, and the show the workings of his, of, his, of his grace. Yeah, but you see, beyond that, the new creation is the glory of Jesus. Hallelujah. The, what he accomplished in redemption by bringing salvation to us is the glory of Jesus. Amen. So the church is the, that's why it's called the glorious church. The church of Jesus. You and I are the glory of, the, of Jesus. Amen. So the sufferings of Christ and the glory that shall follow, has Christ entered into his glory? Yes. Hallelujah. Christ has entered into his glory because the church has been born. What all the wahala that he did, all the things that he went through was so that he could bring many souls unto glory. Praise God. Hallelujah. So the church is the glory of Jesus upon the earth. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. See, physical things are not, they don't show the glory of God. No, everybody has that. But the glory of Jesus, praise God, is in the church, is in the new creation. That's, that's how wonderful your salvation is. You are actually the effulgence of his glory. Oh, glory to God. You are the effulgence of God's glory. You, 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 the glory of God. He said, look at it. He said, Christ in us, the hope of glory. Amen. He says, he calls, he says that we may know what is the hope of his glory and what is the exceeding greatness. What is the hope of his glory? The hope of his glory is the exceeding greatness in, in us. Ephesians chapter one. Let's look at it. Praise God. Ephesians chapter 1, thank God, glory, glory, glory to God. This is your salvation. is no mean feat. Christ suffered for it. And so you are the glory of God. And then look at it. He said that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ may give unto you, the, the, the Father of glory may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what is the riches and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance were. In the saints, the glory of his inheritance is in the saints. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He said that you may that, that your eyes will be open to see that the glory of God's inheritance is in the saints. Yeah. The glory of the it's not the sun. The sun is going to the, the, is going to melt and perish someday. Praise God, the moon. All these physical things, all these physical elements, they are as glorious and as beautiful as they are. They are not as beautiful as you, the new creation. What is salvation? What is salvation? Back to first Peter chapter one. Hallelujah. I'm so excited. I tell you, come on. Come on, put a gun at me and say, I should deny Jesus. What about? Hey, come on. You are in fact, you are just making things. You are just hastening my going to by going to glory. <laughs> that's why, that's what, that's what the, the, the say, the, the, the unbelievers don't understand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why they don't understand. I mean, deny Jesus. Deny Jesus. Your lawyers will kill you. Uh-huh. Okay. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Tell I'm persuaded that neither death nor life yeah, not this present, things to come. Persecutions, farming, nakedness, peril, saw. Said none will be able to take us away from the love of Christ. So the Bible says that these folks, they searched concerning the sufferings of Christ that they are testified about. Amen. He said, unto whom it was revealed that not unto themselves, so it was not revealed to them, but they had faith in it. Now, that, friends, oh my God, my God, I just saw something here. These folks, uh, they didn't see it, yet they believed. It just hits me now. This salvation that you now have, uh, not as a promise, they had it as a promise, but you now have it as an experience because the promise has been fulfilled. Do you know what? Uh, they, 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 they held on to it. They held on to it. They believed it. They believed it. And because of it, they chose not to make compromises. How much more you and I that have experienced this salvation. 
So great salvation. So great salvation. How can you and I now play with this? Because of temporary things, because of hardships and nuances. Hallelujah. Bowser, these guys, look at it. He said, he said, he said, unto them it was revealed, unto him it was revealed, not unto themselves, but unto us. They did minister these things, which are now reported unto you by them that have preached the gospel to you with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven, which things the angels desire. Desire, which that is not, it's not that they desire that. They desire, it's a present continuous. The angels themselves desire to look into. So even it means that angelic beings, don't, they, don't, they don't understand it. The desire to look into this salvation. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Angels are as big as they are. Angels are as, as mighty. Pastor, bless the Lord. He is mighty angels. Mighty. The angels are mighty. Powerful. Strong. Hallelujah. But you know what? They desire to look into this salvation. Wow, God. They desire to look into it. They desire to, to, to understand it. He said, what is man that you are mindful of him, but the son of man that you visit him? He said, you have made him lower than Elohim. You have crowned him with glory and honor. It's an honor to be loved by him. It's an honor to experience salvation. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So now, Peter now says, in the light of this, in the light of it, gird your loins of your mind. Verse 13. Wherefore, in the light of this salvation experience that you now have, now that you know, I mean, this salvation is not something that is cheap. Even though it, was, it is free, but it is not cheap. Guard up the loins of your mind. Praise God. What does he mean to guard up the lines of, of your mind? Let's read it. Let's, let's see uh, how another translation puts it. Praise God. He said, the New Living Translation says, so prepare your minds for action and self and exercise self-control. Friends, the Bible says that in the light of this salvation that you and I have, then we've got to exercise self-control. We should prepare our minds for action. We should prepare our minds to defend the faith. We should be prepare our minds for self-control. In other words, to stay with the word, to stay with what you have, irrespective of what you see. He says, guard up your mind, the loins of your mind. Be sober. Hallelujah. Let me read it from the Living Translation. It says, put all your hope in the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. Okay? Did you see that? He said, just, 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 just stay there. Oh, thank you, Lord, for this salvation. So for this grace, what is the grace? Remember. As told us last week, the grace that is to come to us, reserved for us in heaven, right? 
mortality swallowed up by immortality. Yeah, said, 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 just keep yourself under, under self-control. Hallelujah. That you're not going to budge. You know, Pastor Iti was sharing with me yesterday about somebody, a church member's friend, who, who had the thought of committing suicide. You know, and why? He said, because nothing is working in this world. Nothing is working. Nothing was working for him or her. <laughs> nothing was working. So therefore, it's better for them to take their life. Listen to me. Almost everybody goes through that. Yeah. Bible said there's no temptation that has come to you that has come to you that is not common to man. You know. So I told him yesterday, I said, Do you know how many times me too? You know, uh, I mean, how many times things have not worked out for me? You know, me too, I should go and commit suicide. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hold yourself in self-control. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So in verse, in verse 14, it now says, oh, it said, as obedient children, therefore, this salvation experience must translate into our everyday living. Yeah. It should translate into our everyday living. It says, as obedient children. What does it call us? It calls us obedient children. That's who you are. You are an obedient child. Look at it. Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. In Ephesians chapter 2, it said, and you who are dead in trespasses. Right? Verse 1. Wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the earth, the spirit that now walks in the children of disobedience. Your salvation made you an obedient child. What did you obey? You obeyed the gospel. What does it mean to obey the gospel? You exercised faith in the gospel that brought salvation. So you are not trying to be an obedient person. That is who you are. Peter is saying that as obedient children, it's just like saying, hey, Tolani, as a Yoruba man, you ought to be prostrating for your elders. Make sure you are always prostrating for your elders. We are not trying to tell him to be a Yoruba man. He is a Yoruba man. So what is expected of a Yoruba man is that he prostrates when he wants to greet his elders. All things being equal. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, so when Peter same same thing, for Peter says, as obedient children, God says, God, help me to be an obedient child. Help me to be an obedient child. Help me to be an obedient child. You are an obedient child. That is who you are. What did you obey? You obeyed the gospel. If you could obey the gospel, you can obey any other thing. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. So call yourself who you are. If you can obey the gospel of Jesus, whom you did not see and love him, then you can obey anything in the gospel. So he says, as obedient ch children, we should not fashion ourselves according to how we lived before. Amen. Praise God. He says uh, in the living translation, don't slip back into your old ways of living. 
to satisfy your own desires. Mm. Something to learn there. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He says, not living to satisfy our own desires. Which means that when you obey the gospel, hallelujah, and you made the lordship of Jesus, or rather, you made Jesus Lord and submitted to his lordship. It means that our desires therefore become subservient to his. And so as a child of God, you must always seek, you must always seek what the Lord's desire. You know, before we got born again, it was just, we were just led by our own desires. Our desires rule. Amen. But you see, look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. That's one thing I love about book study. You go in various directions. Hallelujah. Verse 14, or from verse 13. For whether we be, we be beside ourselves, it is to God. Or whether we be sober, it is for your cause. For the love of Christ constrains us. Because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we are all dead. And that he died for all, that they which live, should henceforth not live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Did you see that? He said that we that live, in that he died, he died so that those of us that live, we don't live unto ourselves. So in other words, you are no longer the king of your life. Amen. You don't live unto yourself. We don't live. But he says, either way, Christ's love controls us. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we have all died to our old lives. Did you see that? We have done what? We have died. Come on, say to yourself, I've died to my old life. That's why he said that don't fashion yourself according to your old life, which was just all about your own personal desires alone without giving consideration to any other. But now that Jesus is Lord of your life, he died for you so that you can live. He said he, said he died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The Bible says that my life, our life will live for Christ. Oh, there was this old song we used to sing. That I'll live for Jesus. Day after day, I'll live for Jesus. Let come what me will live. See, our, my life is not, you know, sometimes, uh, praise God, the life that we live, you know, 
we, 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 we can see shortcuts, but we choose not to take them. Why? Because we are not living off ourselves. We are living all for Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. So he said, don't fashion yourselves according to the course of this world, the way your former lost in your ignorance. For he, but as he which called you is holy. Okay, he says, so be holy in your, in, your, in your manner of conversation, that is your lifestyle. Hallelujah. This salvation experience, there is the grace of God that has brought us out of sin and has and, and, and has made us sons. And so he tells us to live like sons. He says we should live out who we are. We should live out as separated people. Remember, verse one, he called us, he said, he called us elect according to the foreknowledge of God. Amen. Separated unto him. When we became born again, we got separated unto him. And he says, in our daily living, we must put that into consideration. Glory to God. Because uh, he says we should be holy as he is holy. Yeah. In other words, holy people living out holy lifestyle. Yeah. That's what it means. Holy people living out holiness. Holy people living out holiness. Living like people who have been possessed by Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Since we call on the Father, glory to God. Verse 18. He now tells us, he tells us in verse 18, he says, the reason why you and I can live not for ourselves, he says, it's because you know that you are redeemed not with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain lifestyle received by tradition from your fathers. We lived by traditions of men. We lived by what we were, our environment taught us. But you see, the Bible says we have been redeemed not by silver and gold. In other words, silver and gold, many, most decisions in the world were determined by silver and gold. Yeah. Most, dis, most human decisions, right, are made at the back of it is silver and gold. In other words, physical, material things. For example, why, why, why are people emigrating from Nigeria? Okay? John was telling me the other day, oh, that his brother, in three years, we located out of Nigeria, right now he's building his house in Nigeria, building a house in Nigeria, looking for greener pastures, looking for a place of safety, okay? Looking for a place where there is security, looking for a place where they say, okay, oh, we can have a brighter future for our children. Of course, I haven't said that it is wrong. Praise God. But he said that you have not been redeemed by those things. He said you have been redeemed with the precious blood of 
Christ. Listen, the blood of Christ is what redeemed you. And that's the reason why you can live for him. Let me share with you a few things about the blood of Jesus. As, as, as I write, and I think I'll just round up there today. The precious blood of Jesus. Back to chapter, back to verse uh, 2. He said, I left according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through sanctification of the Spirit unto obedience and the sprinkling of the blood of Jesus. The sprinkling of the blood of Jesus. What does that mean? Praise God. Three things the blood of Jesus Christ did for us. And we'll see it in the Old Testament. Because three things, you know, the, the blood was used for in the Old Testament. Number one, the blood of, the, um, the blood, not the blood of Jesus, the blood, 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 blood generally. Okay, there were three circumstances in the Old Testament uh, where blood was sprinkled on people. The Bible talk about the sprinkling of the blood. Okay, by the precious blood of Jesus as the Lamb, without spot or ring, without spot. Okay, number one, in the establishment of uh, the old covenant, if you find you find out in Exodus chapter twenty-four, if you read from verse five to eight, where Moses, okay, sprinkled the blood, you know, half of half of a, a bowl of uh, a, a bowl. After killing a, a, an animal, you know, all the blood in it, half of it was used to sprinkle on the people, and then the other half was used to was sprinkled on, uh, 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 on the rites. Hallelujah. Praise God. And that was to establish the covenant. And on the sprinkling, the people said, well, okay, let's read it. Let's read it so that, so that uh, it will not just be a story. Exodus chapter 24. Let's read the account. Exodus 24, verse uh, 5. Okay. He said, he sent uh, some young, sent some of the young Israelite men to present burnt offerings and to sacrifice bulls at peace offerings to the Lord. Moses drained half the blood from these animals into basins. The other half is splattered against the altar. Then he took the book of the covenant and read it loud to the people. Again, they all responded, we will do everything the Lord has commanded, we will obey. Then Moses took the blood from the basins and splattered it over the people, declaring, look, this blood confirms the covenant the Lord has made with you in giving you these instructions. See that? So that was the old covenant. Okay? Another instance was at the ordination of Aaron. Okay, and his sons. You find that that out in uh, in Exodus chapter twenty nine, Exodus twenty nine, verse uh, twenty one. It says, "He said, take some of the blood from the altar and some of the anointing oil and sprinkle it on Aaron and his sons and on their garments. In this way, there their garments will be set apart as holy." Did you see that? So it was sprinkled on them. That was when they they got. It was sprinkled on them that when they came into the Aaronic priesthood, when they came into priesthood, okay? Praise God. Good to know these things. The third one was at the purification ceremony of a, of a, of a cleansed leper. The purification ceremony of a cleansed leper. You'll find that in Leviticus chapter 14, 
Let's read Le Leviticus chapter 14. It's good to read these things, to know your Bible. Praise God. He said, verse 6 and 7, he said he would take the live bird, the cedar stick, the scarlet yarn, and the hyssop branch, and dip them into the blood of the bird that was slaughtered over the fresh water. The priest will then sprinkle the blood of the dead bird seven times on the person being purified of the skin disease. When the priest has purified the person, he will release the live bird in the open fields to fly away. You see that? So in, in declaring a, a, a leper cleansed, okay, someone with a skin disease cleanser, right? Blood was sprinkled. Hallelujah. All these are actually a type. Remember, this, remember, Jesus taught things concerning himself from the scripture, from the Old Testament. Okay? Praise God. This sprinkling of the blood of Jesus, okay, accomplished these three things in us. Number one, a covenant was formed by the blood of Jesus. This is a new covenant in my blood. The covenant of salvation. Hallelujah. That brought, amen, the covenant that we have with God through Jesus. Amen. We are brought into covenant just like when, they were, when, when God established that old covenant through the sprinkling of the blood. Okay? Number two. Amen. The Bible tells us that we have been, we are royal, a royal priesthood. He has made us kings and priests. By the blood of Jesus, uh, we came into priesthood. Just like Aaron, uh, when Aaron came into priesthood, uh, okay, and the blood uh, was sprinkled. And number three, hallelujah, we have been cleansed from, the, from corruption. We have been cleansed from sin. Leprosy in the Old Testament typifies sin. It typifies sin. So, and by the blood of Jesus, glory to God, our sins have been washed away. Our sins have been cleansed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So these three things, uh, this blood, the blood of Jesus did for us. Number one, brought us into covenant. Uh, number two, he brought us into, into priesthood. Uh, number three, he, he cleansed, uh, he cleansed uh, our sins. Uh, he washed our sins away. Hallelujah. Praise God. And made us new creations. Uh, and made us new. The Bible says uh, he blotted out the handwriting uh, that was uh, of the transgression that was written against us. That uh, the, the, it was it was against us. The, the address of the ordinances that were against us by the blood of Jesus, He washed them away. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So He said, "This we have. We were born again uh, by this precious blood of Jesus." Verse nineteen. As what with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifested in these last times for you, who by him do believe in God that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory, that your faith might be and hope might be in God. Hallelujah. My faith and my hope is in God because the blood has been shed. Hallelujah. My faith and my hope is in God because the blood has been shed. The promises of God are yes and amen. The blood has been shed. The precious blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. So I live my life. I conform my living 
Amen. I live my life in conformity to him who loves me and gave himself for me, who brought, who, who brought the covenant that I now enjoy, who has brought me into priesthood with God, who has who, who by his blood has washed away my sins. Hallelujah. Not by something that is corruptible like silver and gold. He didn't have to, he didn't pay with silver and gold because if you pay with silver and gold, someone can come with a higher price to pay. Hallelujah. Because, amen. But there's something that nobody can pay for. There's something that nobody else can, that is, there's no price that is higher than that price. Is a price of the precious blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. That is what has washed me clean. Oh, so that's the reason why I cannot stoop down again oh, to the low level of the desires, the loss that I had in ignorance when I was a child of disobedience. Now I'm a child of this of obedience, obedience of faith. Oh, faith in what Jesus Christ has done. And listen to me, there's nothing else that is more precious than that. It's all the precious blood of the Lamb of, of the Lamb of God. Uh, and so I can live for him. Uh, he died for me so that I can live for him uh, and live unto him. Uh, hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you, Father, for this precious salvation. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The Bible says, oh, he, he has brought us eternal salvation. Oh, hallelujah. There is an inheritance. Oh, he kept for me. He said, he said, why, why, why am I sure of that inheritance? It's because I am kept by the power of God. Glory to God. So why is he keeping me? I am assured of that inheritance because I don't have to keep myself. We are kept. Verse 5. Who are kept by the power of God unto uh, 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 salvation ready to be revealed at the last time, talking about when Jesus comes back, hallelujah, glory to God, when our body will take up, oh, when mortality will be swallowed up by immortality, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah, thank you, Father, thank you for your word, if you did that, there is nothing else you cannot do, yeah, if you did that, there is nothing else you cannot do, if you did that, there is nothing else you cannot do. Glory to God. Oh, for you see, he's got your back through and through. He's got your back through and through. Come hell or high water, he's got your back through and through. And so you can keep rejoicing. Oh, because... Of the salvation that you have received, and the fact that He is your keeper, for He is the one that keeps you by His power, not by your power. Hallelujah! Lefreda kiton su sufra da kara da shike de mondo song te de griniki aton sugala lofaradato. Oh, for a season, you have had to let go of some certain things because of your faith. But you see, he will always reward those who stand for him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Yeah, he will. He will. 
It will. It will. Thank you, Father. Jesus. Amen. Okay, so we'll close there today. I, I, I believe you have been blessed by God's word today. Okay, this evening. And um, I'm, 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 so, I'm so excited. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, God. I'm so excited about my salvation. Thank you, Lord Jesus.